friend, you're listening to Hope Shines In. I'm your host, Jennifer McFadden. This is a safe space where we chat about journeys through mental health and motherhood. Unclench your jaw, relax those shoulders, take a deep breath, and let's begin. Remember, during the darkness, hold on and let the hope shine in. All right, let's start singing. What's the bridge? Oh my gosh, I just forgot the bridge. I'm drunk in the back of the car, and I'm crying like a baby coming home from the bar. Oh, I'm tired, but it wasn't true. I don't want to keep secrets just to keep you and I snuck in through the garden gates every night that summer just to seal my fate. Oh, I scream for whatever it's worth. I love you, ain't that the worst thing you ever heard? He looks up, grinning like a devil, it's you. Love it. We are all Swifties here, if you couldn't tell. Um, We went to the Taylor Swift concert the last time we were all together, and we kind of wish we were there right now. But unfortunately, we don't have thousands of dollars to spend because we cannot... um, What's the word? We cannot... um, Okay. Well, yeah, we can't afford it. We can't, um, oh my gosh, I just had a total brain fart. It starts with an R. We can't, um, I like this game. reason. <laughs> what? <laughs> we can't reason with spending a thousand dollars. What's the word? Myself. What's the word? Mm. Rationalize. Rationalize. Oh <laughs> wow. Okay. That's All right. Brain. So, <laughs> yeah, it's late, <laughs> and we've been talking all day and catching up. But, anyways, this is the Hope Shines In, and this is a really fun episode that I am doing. I have three of my best friends here, and we like to have a good time and you'll probably hear a lot of laughing and we'll probably get major squirrel brain because we all have ADHD here and um, I'll have to reel them back in and be like, guys, we're, we're making a podcast here. Um, so I'm going to have them just introduce themselves a little bit and just say their name, how they know us, and if they want, they can tell us a little special secret about them or a special talent that they have. They don't think that they have one, but they do. So, Heather, you want to start? Yeah. I'm Heather. I know Jennifer from CODA school. We both were in school to be occupational therapy assistants, and we just have a love of natural health and, you know, like natural alternatives, so we've always bonded over that. And my special talent is that I can read smut in public that would make you blush. (laughs) Yeah, girl. (laughs) Like while getting a pedicure or (laughs) like while my mother-in-law is sitting next to me on the couch. (laughs) Yeah. So if you need any smut or book recommendations, Heather's your girl. (laughs) All right, Ashley. I'm Ashley and I actually met Jen through a friend of a friend and then I met the other two through Jay. Yeah, yeah. Um, one of my special talents is I am really into tarot and astrology, and I can yeah. tell you a whole lot about it. And I cannot read smut without blushing. <laughs> it's a skill. Same. <laughs> Jenna? My name is Jenna. I've known Jennifer since high school. Yeah, just little babies. Just little babies. Um, 
I'm also an avid reader, just not as smutty as Heather. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you love crystals? I do, I do. And astrology. Yeah, yeah. How many crystals do you have? Probably over 30. Oh. <laughs> they all do something different. What's your favorite one? Ooh, rose quartz. Oh, yes. I have one in my purse right now. Yeah. We all need some self love rose quartz. Do you have any bracelet crystals? Wait, oh, <laughs> you know, your left arm is for what you want to receive. So, if you need any astro, oh my gosh, why can't I say it? <laughs> if you need any help with crystals or astrology, they are your gals. <laughs> Um, so what we are doing here is having fun, but also we want to chat a little bit about mental health. It is something that really resonates with all of us and we all have different stories, different backgrounds, different things that we've gone through and we just all relate on chatting about mental health, wanting to and the mental health stigma, it should be so easily talked about, especially around friends and loved ones. You should not be scared to, you know, talk about it or talk about your emotions or how you're feeling. So we just want to chat a little bit about it. I'm going to just first ask each one to tell us maybe what they have dealt with with um, mental health, and I'll go first, and then we'll kind of just go from there, like we're just chatting at our table. <laughs> um, so I have dealt with anxiety and depression and just a very low self-confidence and self-love, so that's something that I have worked hard on. And yeah, you've heard a lot about my story, so I'm going to pass it off to the others so they can share a little bit about theirs as much or as little as you want to so um I'm not diagnosed but I kind of self-diagnosed myself with ADHD but when I was pregnant with my first daughter I suffered from peripartum depression which is not really talked about it's you mostly hear about postpartum depression so I was really confused about what was happening but I was pregnant and I was just wanting to do less and less and just having so much more fatigue and um, realizing that that's what it was, peripartum depression. And ever since then, I have suffered from depressive episodes and I've kind of had anxiety my whole life. But the more research that I do into ADHD, the more I think it's just actually undiagnosed ADHD. Um, just because girls don't get a diagnosis as much and my ADHD looks different than other people's because I've developed my own compensatory strategies and just kind of done my own research with it. But that's my flavor of mental health <laughs> disorder. I love that. <laughs> that's such a cute way to <laughs> describe it. I love that. And yeah, you were the one that told me about peripartum depression. Like yeah. when I was pregnant with my first son, I just felt so depressed and I did not know like what the heck was going on with me. And Heather was like, I think you're dealing with this. And that's what I went through. So it was nice to know that I wasn't like, quote unquote, crazy or like yeah. just me or, you know, cause yeah, like what you said, everybody talks about postpartum, but not yeah. like 
while pregnant as well. And that's like a whole other podcast in itself. Like all of the things I don't tell you. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to make another podcast on that for sure. I have a question, Heather. What what would like, if you could categorize your like flavor of mental health, what would it taste like? (laughs) Oh, definitely not vanilla. (laughs) (laughs) She's spicy. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to go with Cherries Garcia, Ben and Jerry. (laughs) A little bit of sweet, a little bit of chocolate, you know, I'd like to put it all in there. (laughs) That's what she said. (laughs) Literally. Okay. Um, My, I grew up in a very um, emotionally and mentally abusive home, so that's where all of mine started. Um... But I will say it was mostly depression in high school, and then as I got into my 20s, it was anxiety. I would have a lot of panic attacks and really struggled to like want to do anything. And then I started seeking therapy, and I feel like with the research, thanks to TikTok, mm-hmm. I feel like I just have undiagnosed with ADHD because there's so many things that I have that I've just been compensating for my entire life. I also feel like when I became an adult and I was responsible for my own routine and structure is when the ADHD really came out. Yeah. When you're a kid, you're provided with so much structure that like you compensate without realizing. You're right. And I feel like as an adult, I'm like, hello. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Do whatever I want. Um, Yeah. You have to have like your, you have to make like your own structure, your own routine and like you could do. Yeah. Nobody's going to say like, no, you can't do that or for sure. And that's a common thing with people with ADHD is the motivation. It's like oh, yeah. failure to launch almost. So failure that's, that's very common. <laughs> it sure is. Was that, that Jennifer that's Aniston? I don't remember. Owen Wilson? Yeah. Yeah, right? I don't think I've seen that movie. I'll have to watch it. But yeah, that's what is like a hard part with like creating routines and structures is initiating it. And that's what we have trouble with with ADHD is initiating, so it's like a whole cycle. Yes, for sure. And I definitely compensate with a lot of caffeine. Yeah. There's that. So if if I had to, like, say what my uh, mental health tastes like, it's probably a good cup of coffee. (laughs) A little little mocha ice cream. Uh, (laughs) Jenna girl. So I have been dealing with depression, anxiety, and panic attacks since I was 15. I feel like it started around when my mom was first diagnosed with cancer, kind of really jump-started that for me. I was on Lexapro for a year once I was finally um, diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder. It did help, but I don't really want to rely so much on medications, Mm -hmm. but I feel that focusing more on like breathing techniques, things that help regulate your nervous system Mm -hmm. and more like the wellness side of things has really helped more than anything. And also distractions like reading. Yes. (laughs) Smut. (laughs) Um, A sour lemon. Oh! (laughs) I don't think I've ever tried sour lemon ice cream. Is that actually a thing? Sorbet. Mm. You are a limoncello sorbet. I could totally see Jenna as a limoncello sorbet. Like, in Italy, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I could totally see that. With some Prosecco on the side? Yes. Yes. Or some, what? 
<laughs> I forgot what the TikTok is. Oh, Spagliato. Spagliato. <laughs> like Prosecco on this Prosecco. side. Prosecco. I don't remember. Wow. ADHD. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, my flavor would be... Hmm. I don't know. I need help, guys. Mm. I'm not good at this. What would be... But I can't even eat cookies and cream. It's not gluten-free. Gluten-free. <laughs> yes. That's actually my favorite ice cream. Before I was gluten-free, it was cookies and cream. So there we go. You got it, girl. Loves it. So feel free to comment your... If you're on Spotify, I'll leave a question box for you to leave your flavor of ice cream for your mental health. <laughs> So be interesting. So I'm just going to open up the table to like whoever wants to pop in. I just want this to be like super casual. Like we're over there talking like we have been for the past like eight hours. <laughs> um, but what are some a couple of tools that have helped you with your mental health that you may want to share with somebody else? Coffee. Coffee, no, that's not good for you. That's bad for your cortisol levels. <laughs> it is. No, really. My blood test said so. <laughs> okay, so I have a few ADHD hacks, and one of them is one that Jen taught me. But my favorite ADHD hack, and I've been doing this since I was like in middle school. I specifically remember making this one of my compensatory strategies. Um, is that I make lots of lists. And lists help me get through my day. It provides the structure I need. It helps give me the motivation because I get that serotonin from crossing things off. So lists help keep me organized. And if it's not on a list, it doesn't happen. But the thing that Jen taught me was with cleaning because I told her all the time when I'm cleaning, I'm starting, you know, I'll do the dishes and then I realize, oh, actually the dishwasher needs to be emptied. Oh, actually I need to wipe the counter. Oh, actually I need to sweep and I get nothing done. And so she was like, bring a laundry basket with you. And if you see something that doesn't belong in that room, instead of running to the room where it goes or, you know, starting the next thing, put it in the laundry basket and then just bring it around with you to the next room. And that has helped me so much. I stay on track. I close the door when I'm cleaning my room and I'm only cleaning my room and I don't leave until it's done. And I bring the laundry basket and it just works. Yes. That's really smart. A friend of mine told me about that. That's a good one. It's a great hack. Yeah. I realize I do that heavily when trying to clean. I'm like, I get distracted by so many things. I'm mm-hmm. like, wait, wait. That is called productive procrastination. <laughs> it's called ADHD. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thomas, do you want to be in the podcast? Jump on in. What's your flavor, Thomas? What's your flavor of mental health? <laughs> Flavor. That's why I said yeah, no, that's, but it like worked. Yeah, it worked for sorbet. So, what's your what's your mental health ice cream flavor? Unfiltered water. Oh. That's the most boring. <laughs> that's pretty that's much the most neurotypical response I've ever heard. <laughs> that's what someone with no mental health issues. <laughs> Which he doesn't. I ask him what he's thinking about, and sometimes he's like nothing, and I'm How like, quiet is it in there? Yeah. <laughs> He'll be so like, envious. I know, I'm Less. so envious. He's like, all I just see is just a white room. And I'm like. Are you going to say this on We're just jealous. Jealous. Highly. Us neurodivergents are so jealous. <laughs> um, but yeah, go ahead, Ashley. Oh, I was just going to say, one thing that I do, I've learned to set a timer. Oh, yes. And like, start yeah. cleaning something. And that, I feel like, helps also. It's how I remind myself to do my work at work. 
Yeah. Like, yeah. I'll make a, ti- a timer and be like, take bed five off of their fresh fruit CPAP trial at, like, this time, because I forget. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Busy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, shit. What was yeah. I supposed to do? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also, I feel mm-hmm. like journaling is good, because then it allows you to, like, spit everything out on mm-hmm. the paper, and your hand hurts. You're so right. Down, but... Instead of it being all just, like, rolling around in your head, you can, like, get it out. I feel like it really helps to write it. I love journaling, and I feel like it has this other effect. So I remember after I got pregnant for the third time, I was like, I'm never going to do this again, and I'm going to write down every reason why in this journal. And so when I ever I want to get pregnant again, I'll read it. And I, whenever I, you know, get baby fever, I go and read that. And I'm like, nope, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, you so you told me to do that. Yes. But I never did. So oh. we'll, well, I'll let you read mine because okay. it's horrific. <laughs> we'll do. Baby fever will vanish. <laughs> uh, Jenna, you got any? What's your favorite tool? Mm. A lot of tools. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you, you kind of I feel like tools. you're always into something like spiritual or like. I feel like, like I have too many, and then I get like it's the ADD brand. Yeah. There's too many. Like, I want to. I want to journal. No, I want to go listen to music. I want to go for a walk. I want to. Why can't like, you do all of them? I literally can. Executive <laughs> <laughs> dysfunction enables me so, from doing that. So instead, you just lay in bed, and watch sure. TV, and TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> which is not good for your mental health. Yeah, those are the mind. Scroll. Yeah, I know. It's like the short video with the instant gratification. Oh, yeah. The oh, dopamine hits. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Another one I like to do is go to the beach and watch them set. Because Ooh. sound of waves is the same as your brain waves. Like oh. when you're trying to go into REM oh, sleep. And so the I beach and the sound of the ocean is actually very calming to your brain. And the water is oh. very healing. Mm-hmm. Water is a good way to release Yeah. I've always heard if you look at water, it will help alleviate anxiety. And so whenever I drive to work, I have to go over a bridge. Instead of being nervous that I'm going over a bridge, the sun is always coming up. I always think I'm going to watch the sunset. And so it's kind of like nice and it makes my anxiety go away. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. This is like a random fact, but you know that like, uh, I don't know who, I don't have a name of this person, but he did a study where if you froze water and you said bad things to the water it froze oh, yeah. differently than I like remember that said, oh, that? Yeah. so like imagine like just speak nicely to your water that's so, like you're that's like a rich bitch yeah girl manifest that <laughs> and then drink it it's like drinking your own positivity oh my Literally. gosh that's a great idea i love it i'm gonna do that every I'm day i'm gonna bottle that positivity water 7.99 a bottle yes nobody take her ideas that's the entrepreneur in you heather oh man i know royalties for being here i'm like can i make money i'm doing it oh i love it yeah Definitely do it. <laughs> All right, Jenna, mm-hmm. one tool. Mary don't want us. <laughs> That's fine. Don't you yeah. meditate? I want to. Like, <laughs> I, I've only done it a couple times. I need to okay. get back into it. What do you do with your crystals? They just sit there and look pretty. <laughs> like you don't hold them or like. You know what you should get? Some Palo Santo. Yeah. Do you have yours? Oh, I no, it's away. I wonder away. if I brought yeah, my mom's I house. Oh, maybe I left it behind. I'll Over check my bag. I have the oil. Oh, 
Oh, that's what I yeah. thought you were talking about. Yeah, let's diffuse Oh, no, like I have I a Palo Santo oil. stick that you oh. actually like yeah, light yeah. and you like. Oh, yeah, we did that. that. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like the toilet <laughs> never unplugged. Every once in a while, I get. Do you, do you ever get a memory that comes back that that you were instantly like, oh my God, why did my brain drag this up and make yes. you so anxious? Yes. So when we were in this hotel room, the toilet clogged and it was not us. And we had to call... <laughs> We had to call the front desk, and this guy came to plunge our toilet, and it was bad, you guys. And the look on his face, I remember just being like, I'm hiding under the covers. And Jenna talked to him, and I just hid under the covers the whole time. This is what we're doing today. Wasn't there poop on the floor? There was poop yes, on the it was overflowing. So I took a shower, and I think the pressure or something, <laughs> I don't know. So I went to get out of the shower, and the whole floor was flooded with poop water. You guys, I had a secret agent, like, climb over the toilet onto the sink and hop out under the carpet because I didn't want to step in poop water. <laughs> and the guy from the hotel had to come. Yes. And see the poop And water. plunge it. And we were like, that wasn't us. And he's like, sure. <laughs> That, oh was, that was so embarrassing. Yeah, they finally snaked it at the end. I'm just gonna say it. That was the first red flag. We weren't supposed to be there. Yeah, <laughs> that hotel stay was that not and good. And the three of you had awful dreams. Yes. And you walked several miles <gasps> oh to a crystal shop. So you yeah. Palo Santo. It's like a Palo Santo all of you. And yes. That was yeah. one of the worst dreams I'd ever Same. had. Same. I had to call right. my therapist the next day. Yeah, and she had to help me. You were hysterical. That was yeah. really scary. <laughs> yeah, that was a bad dream. It was a bad dream. I'm glad we Palo santo that place up. <laughs> I think I was the only one that didn't have yeah. a bad dream. Yeah, yeah you so and Thomas. Weird. I don't understand. Of course he. <laughs> Thomas was <laughs> probably dreaming room. of, like, <laughs> butterflies. He's, and like, frolicking through a field in his dreams. <laughs> God bless him. I love him. Yeah. I'm just jealous. So jealous. So yeah. calm. <laughs> so what? What I think Jenna should do, since she thinks that she is having trouble with all of these tools and not knowing which one to use, is I just made a tangible. Um, mental health toolbox. So like I put all these different tools, even like a piece of paper, if like it's not a tangible thing, if it's like a breathing technique or the five senses grounding technique, I put it all into a box. And then whenever I'm feeling anxious or depressed or feeling like a panic attack, I can physically grab this box, open it and pick out a tool. And then you don't have to be like going through your brain of trying to figure out like what you want to do. Just pick one up and go do it. So you should make one of those. I will do that tonight. <laughs> Good girl. <laughs> I love that idea because I feel like whenever I'm having a really bad depressive episode or if I'm really anxious, the first thing my brain does is like dump all of the information that's useful to helping me get out of it or like. I'll be very depressed and I'll think, you know, these are the things I could be doing to help, but I just can't get up to do it. So if I could, you know, ask my husband, like, can you bring my box? Mm -hmm. And then it's all in there. It makes it easy and I'm way more likely to actually do it. Yeah. Then you don't have to like think about it as much. It's just like right there and you pick one and then use it. So I highly recommend it. So one good thing that you can use as a distraction tool if you feel like a panic attack coming on or you just have like over, overwhelming anxiety is sour candy. Mm. 
the it's like a distraction for your brain. It's something about it. It just like kind of clicks off the anxiety. Or holding ice cubes in your hands. It's just like a distraction from your brain. Keeps It stops the anxiety in its tracks kind of thing. Those are great ideas. Yeah, I've heard like warheads. Uh, except, cool. yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it's, like it's like a shock to your system. Mm -hmm. like, yeah. And then all of a sudden you're not thinking about your anxiety anymore. Uh-huh, because you're like your nervous system is so shocked and it's just like, oh, Okay, we're drinking, we're eating something sour, yeah. or yeah. I keep the, um, you know, one of those like face rollers things, oh, like yeah. the crystal face rollers. I keep it in the freezer, and then oh. I open up the freezer, and then I'll see it, and I'll just like roll it on my face, and it instantly just like calms my nervous system down. So you could do like that too. And cold water baths too. Mm -hmm. I was gonna say really you could like bath. dunk your face in a like thing of cold water. Mm -hmm. If you're feeling spicy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you're feeling... That's a good little tip. Mm-hmm. You know what all of those have in common is so cold water in healthcare, this is just a sidebar. If a patient goes into SVT, which is a very fast heart rate, we can do techniques to make them bagel themselves and want us to stick their face in like a cold water bath. So if you think about it, you're probably stimulating your vagus nerve, which is where doing bagel work can actually help bring your body out of fight or flight mode. Oh, so, so like that makes sense. Of like putting cold things on your face mm -hmm. or things that are like to the sensation of sour, mm -hmm. um, totally probably yeah. stimulates your vagus nerve. Yeah. You could probably, um, we tell kids to like try to blow out like they're blowing birthday candles, mm -hmm. but like hold their breath. And like, oh yeah, I saw a TikTok yeah. the other day. Like, think blow through a straw. Finger as like a candle. Mm. Oh. Yeah. So Crazy. anything that like causes you to uh, bear down enough to drop your heart rate a little bit, or like snap you out of hmm. anxiety. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that makes sense that it's like the vagus nerve and all of that. I love like learning the science behind it. There's a book that's it's um her book's called uh, it's about polyvagal theory mm -hmm. and it's about your vagus nerve and how it relates to fight and flight, anxiety, stuff like oh, that. Yeah. Oh, like I, I dissociate a lot. So mm -hmm. my vagus nerve is all hyped up. Yeah, really. Exercises you can do though. Oh, we learn exercises. Sometimes it's nice to dissociate. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, every once in a while you gotta dissociate. I do that a lot. I didn't realize that that had a name. Yeah. Me too. Like every time I'm doing something I don't want to be doing, like I I remember as a kid we used to have to run the mile all the time. Maladaptive daydream the entire time. Or like when I'm doing dishes and and now to think that oh is that yeah. basically where you just like stare off and like you are totally dissociated yeah and, like and I have a whole I have characters in my head we have a whole like we go into fantasy world like yeah. you know I feel like that's what it's like driving home after work yeah oh yeah like, yeah how, yeah. Home, how did I get home yeah, yeah. I don't yes. and then I'm like I hope I stopped at stoplights yes. you know so, you're just in such an automatic mode because you're thinking of something else. Mm -hmm. Which I think is why when I look back at my childhood, I can't remember a lot. I have some specific core memories, but a lot of surrounding memories I can't find. And I think maybe I was just daydreaming. Maybe I was just, you know, dissociating. Have you ever, like, thought you, you, you're looking for something or you're trying to remember something and you can't remember if it's real or not? Like yes, yeah. that yes, that, that happens to me a lot, and I 
I wish I knew what it felt like to be neurotypical and be able to trust your brain because I've never been able to trust my brain enough to like remember things or, you know, like you just said, is this a memory? Is this real? Because I feel, I sometimes I'll tell somebody something and I'm like, wait a minute, did I just make that up? Like, was that a dream? <laughs> I did that with my childhood. Cause I mean, like if you have a traumatic experience in life, your brain will forget yeah. it and yeah. it's a protective measure to you and sometimes I wonder if, like, I have a memory that pops up and, like, I'm like, that can't be real. I don't remember that actually happening. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but where the hell did I get that from? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, you want to just make up something that right. traumatic. Yeah. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I'll get that, too, where I have a memory and I think, is this a memory or is this a dream? And what I try to do is trace my steps before and after that, like, little mm-hmm. chunk. And if I can't do it, I think... I think, okay, maybe this is a dream. Mm-hmm. That's a good idea. <laughs> That's smart. That's smart. Yeah, I've had things where I'm, like, because my dreams are so vivid, and I remember something specific, and I want to ask, like, my friend, I'm like, did that really happen? That sounds crazy. <laughs> Anything about me? <laughs> no, not that I remember. <laughs> I think it's more common than we think, though, because obviously all four of us have experienced that, and, you know, I'm sure that, if we just talked about that stuff more, then you could have just a more open relationship with people. You'd feel more comfortable mm-hmm. just, you know, saying. Sure. Because if you asked me, I'd be like, oh, that was totally a dream. Oh, I want to hear the rest. <laughs> <laughs> um, that kind of leads into my next question that I'm going to put on the table here is, if you could change one thing about the mental health stigma, what would it be? That asking for help is bad. I mean... I feel like um, growing up, you know, and probably our parents' generation too, they did not ask for help and you did not talk about it and you just, it was bad. And I wish that we could change the narrative, which I feel like it is changing slowly, but you are not any, you're not any less for asking for help. You know, it's okay. One of the biggest breakthroughs that I had in therapy was actually right after I first started seeing Courtney and it related to my mom that I had to like, because of how I was feeling as an adult, when I can reflect back and think when my mom was my age, like she could have very well been feeling and this is how she coped was with alcohol. I definitely feel like I have so much more empathy for her. It doesn't mean that I think what she did was okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have so much more empathy for the fact that she doesn't have or did not have the ability to be open about her mental mm-hmm. health. and. So she suffered in silence and coped the best way she knew how. And that makes me really sad because that's not her fault. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that was like, it allowed me to move past what happened with my mom a lot easier than if I had just never come to that conclusion. I also recently had something happen to me with um, a friend of mine. A lot of unsteadiness in my home up in Ohio right now. And to find out that like someone I know who also suffers from mental health issues it just reminds me how stigmatized it still is because this person asked another one of my friends like does she have bipolar and it's like no I've never been diagnosed with it yeah and who are you to say that yeah like that just adds to the negativity Mm -hmm. of mental health when you talk about people behind their back with it yeah yeah or just just like throw it around yeah throw it around like it's no big deal yeah. and mm-hmm. like it's an actual thing so like just because you're expressing your emotions or like feel a certain way doesn't mean you could just be like oh you have bipolar like yeah. no that that doesn't work I would take away that because that's mm-hmm. not okay yeah I love that 
Yeah, I also would just end the stigma around it and just to open the communication because if everyone freely talked about what they were going through, what they were thinking on a daily basis, you'd realize that it's a lot more common than you think it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree because I dealt with anxiety and depression my whole life, but I didn't know what it was or what it was called or that I was, wasn't the only one dealing with it until I was an adult and I was working as an OTA and some of my coworkers were talking about it. And that's when I really, really realized that like, it's more than just me that deals with it. So it was helpful to hear them talking about it and their struggles and them asking for help to, um, for me to be able to be okay with asking for help. And the ultimate thing that had me go ask for help and go to therapy was somebody actually talking about it on YouTube and just being very vulnerable and open. So that literally like helped save my life. So I think just ending the stigma of not being able to talk about it and it being like such a hush hush topic or like it can be uncomfortable, especially if people have, you know, trauma or things like that it can be uncomfortable but just being there and listening I feel like can really help I have another one it's that mental health is not one like size fits all yeah and that everyone's looks a little different than yours and I's mm-hmm. first, you know and so to categorize every person who might have ADHD into like one box of this diagnosis it looks different and is expressed differently and it's also handled and Mm -hmm. treated differently Mm -hmm. um and that it's not okay to generalize things in that respect yeah yeah definitely also we should end the stigma around men's mental health Mm -hmm. and I feel like that's a huge huge thing that really needs help because I feel like women are you know it's becoming more normalized or like not as a stigma for women to talk about mental health, but I feel like there's still that really, really heavy stigma of like men talking about mental health and having emotions and showing them and getting help. So I feel like that's one thing that needs a lot of help for sure. sure. Guys, going to therapy is hot. (laughs) Such a turn on. Green flag. Yes. The greenest of green flags. (laughs) If you can communicate... I'm not going to say the second part. <laughs> <laughs> yes, totally. I love it. Ashley's got some fancy ice cream up in here. You know, diet restrictions. Her, uh, her uh, new ice cream flavor is fudge brownie. That's what kind of mental health she's got. Fudge brownie. <laughs> fudge brownie. <laughs> I want that mental health girl. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you, Heather and Jenna and Ashley, for being on my podcast. Thank you for having me. (laughs) You're welcome. Come back anytime, my friend. But yeah, so thank you, guys. This was fun. I definitely want to do this again. Thank you so much for listening. Please make sure to like, comment, follow, um, share the podcast. I would love to just reach more people about mental health. And yeah. And share your flavor. We want to know what flavor you are. Yes, please. Your your spicy flavor. Sweet, spicy. Neuro spicy, y'all. A little tangy. Neuro spicy. I love it. Oh, yeah. All right, guys. Mm -hmm. See you later. Bye. Bye.
do it. End scene? End scene.